So the day of the tornado, I was in church when the tornado came through. Well, there were people calling me and in, while I was still at the church. And um, they were saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And so they said, well, is your house okay? And then my next door neighbor uh, texted me and said, um, your house is really damaged. So she was very kind in her words. And then I uh, some, I managed to get back to the, the house um, and it was more than damaged. It was pretty well totaled. Wow. And so I went into a, I guess, shock, if you want to say, um, and it was so surreal. And then it's like, so what do I do? Where do I go? How do I, you know, what do I do at this time? So I had to basically in my mind regroup saying, okay, how do we go forward from here? And so then I'm like, okay, I got to rebuild. In Between the Niches is where we talk about faith and family and finance and friends and real stories about life. And today we're going to hear another great story about how someone lives their life in between the niches. Today I've got on the phone uh, with me Sally, who's had a really unique experience. Sally and I, when we first start meeting each other, she was more concerned about retirement planning, wasn't it, Sally? This is true. And then what an interesting part, because we, we really pride ourselves on getting to know people and get to know their background. But the real thing that the frustration that came to the surface is that Sally had an insurance related issue happen in her life. And that took all the focus. And my, my one comment to Sally after she told me her story is like, wow, I do not want to be the next guy to hack you off. So Sally, what was it that happened in your life that took center stage of our focus before we started retirement work? Uh, the whole conversation around being hit by a tornado and everything that's all encompassed in the whole tornado recovery and rebuild process. So as you're looking at retirement uh, and trying to plan for that, we realize you're still trying to recover and deal with a contractor and there's some headaches there. Uh, so your house was hit by a tornado. Yes, the uh, Washington tornado in 2013 that was so broadly uh, broadcasted. Now, was your house a total loss? Was it still standing? Was it leveled? What What was the remnants of your home? I had a few walls still standing, but it was deemed a total loss by the insurance company. Well, and speaking of the insurance company, um, what kind of things did you have to work through with the insurance company? And, you know, did you understand your home insurance and what you were covered for and what you didn't understand or what you didn't know? What were some of the things you had to work through? So basically, first of all, I had to look at my declaration page, which everybody always looks at it when they get their bill and their policy, but they may or may not understand what that totally means. Right. And so I pulled mine out to understand what was on there to see what the uh, loss of use, personal belongings coverage was, the uh, dwelling coverage, all of the different coverages. And had you and ever, then, and Sally, sorry to interrupt, but have you ever looked at that really before or ever reviewed that before? I looked at it, but I thought, oh, it looks pretty good. I uh, didn't really look into the numbers in the situation of, okay, what it, what would it really take to, to rebuild a house like I had? Right. And what did you find out about your coverages? What were some of the shortcomings? Right. So my, what I did, okay. So the, uh, 
amount that was on my declaration page was definitely under what I needed. However, I did see that in my policy I had some, an exclusion or, or an addition, I should say, um, to the policy that provided 25% of the home dwelling replacement cost so that it would be 25% would be added on to cover building code upgrades, uh, material um, increases versus when the amount was decided upon in the first place. So Sally, did you, so, did you yeah. find out that the, was the insurance company helpful to you? Did they hold your hand and say, Hey, we're going to get you through this. And did they explain all this stuff to you that you just explained to us? Did you find them easy to work with and helpful? Or do you feel like you kind of had to go to bat for yourself and you were kind of swinging in the dark, so to speak? Um, I definitely had to be my own advocate. I, the insurance per- company did not come up and tell me about the 25% addition onto my coverage. I had to find that myself. I had to bring it up to my claims adjuster. And when I brought it up to him, he goes, oh yeah, that's right. Kind of, They were not forthcoming in what they were telling me. And it was, I had to read all the documentation and understand for myself what my coverage was and what my my rights were, if you want to say, and uh, what I was entitled to, uh, because they were not forthcoming at now, all, now and did, I had to pretty pretty much be an advocate. Did you did you end up finding some things that you thought were covered that you were surprised weren't covered? Did you have any of those experiences? Um, I would say with the personal belongings. They said that it was a replacement value that I would be the replacement cost, I should say. Um, but I had one particular item, and I had proof that this was the replacement cost. However, they gave me a an amount that was the cost of the item originally, not the replacement cost. Wow. And so I was. Basically, I had I was challenging them on these things, and um, it, I had to do that on quite a few things. And it, they did they never did give me the replacement cost on those items. So as you're going through this, trying to get your house put back together, you're you're obviously not living in your home at this point. Are you guys in a hotel? Are you with the family? What was your living arrangements? Well, the first six weeks we were in a hotel, and then after that we were able to find an apartment. And then we lived in the apartment for a little over a year while the house was being rebuilt. So are you also going back and forth with the insurance company to get your rent paid for at the apartment? Or is it just stuff that wasn't covered? For the apartment, that was probably the easiest part of it. Um, In the sense of the rental, um, the rent fee would basically go from the rental company to the insurance company. And I really never saw that bill. So that was, that was probably the easiest part out of the whole process. So you're really just going back and forth, really learning what they're going to cover, what they're not going to cover. And then on top of that, you have to deal with a contractor now too, correct? Oh yes. That's a whole nother story. Well, do you mind elaborating? I mean, Sally, tell a little bit of the personal story. I mean, you, you woke up, um, what happened? Because, you know, people really kind of that haven't lived through that kind of want to know. 
what to what someone experienced. And the people that have lived through it love connecting with somebody else who has a similar story. So do you mind telling a little bit of that story and then kind of go into the contractor and some issues you had there? Sure, sure. So the day of the tornado, I was in church when the tornado came through. And we did see that we did have the sirens at the church. And so therefore, we went to the shelter. And again, I thought, this is another tornado warning. No big deal. We'll go out and we'll go live our lives. Well, there were people calling me and in, while I was still at the church. And um, they were saying, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. And so they said, well, is your house okay? And then my next door neighbor uh, texted me and said, um, your house is really damaged. So she was very kind in her words. And then I, uh, some, I managed to get back to the, the house, um, and it was more than damaged. It was pretty well totaled. Wow. And so I went into a, I guess, shock, if you want to say, um, and it was so surreal. And then it's like, so what do I do? Where do I go? How do I, you know, what do I do at this time? So I had to basically in my mind regroup saying, okay, how do we go forward from here? And so then I'm like, okay, I got to rebuild. So um, I asked a person at church um, if he knew of anybody um, that I could call to get on their list because I knew that there was going to be a list for people needing homes rebuilt. Right. And so this person referred me to a contractor. And so now, Sally, I if immediately I can interrupt, called that person. If I can interrupt for a second. Yeah. So from there, I mean, before the contractor was called, you start calling the insurance company and you had these other issues or were the insurance issues simultaneous with the contractor issues? Uh, they were simultaneous. And uh, the insurance company, um, the, the insurance that I had, I had a personal friend that was, involved in the insurance company and they actually reached out to me uh the night of the tornado and said okay. are you okay is your house uh damaged and so they immediately started the process to um uh start a a, a claim for me okay so that was that was an easy part but then in addition to that or in a uh, in parallel with that i started going in and trying to get the contractor set up to start the rebuild process. So you got on his list, they came out and see you and they seen you and you guys come to some sort of arrangement or agreement. Sound like things were going to be going just fine. When did things start going the opposite direction? Well, we were the first on his list. However, when it came down to reality, we were sort of like last on his list because he was doing other work for other people before me. And by telling you, you um, were first. Right, right. And so therefore our home, it was, um, it had the walls up and the subfloor up, but no roof. And it was because of his lack of planning that my house was getting rained on for seven weeks prior to a roof being put on. And so that he had to drill holes and there was just water in the base. I mean, it was just, I didn't like it that the house was getting rained on that way. Um, and then he was building it and things were just not going as smoothly as possible because of he wasn't really planning things out. It was kind of like uh, shooting from the hip. Right. Um, and, and as a result, um, 
some of my brickwork. It was double the cost. Um, I had, thankfully, I had all the bills come through me, and I paid them all and worked with the bank and the insurance. Um, I think that would have been a whole different outcome if he did. Now, Sal, let me if ask I did you. That, if if he's telling you you're first on the list, in reality you felt like you were last, I'm assuming you're trying to communicate with him through the process or this person. And as you're communicating with this person, are they saying, oh, yeah, we'll be here on this day or that day? And did they just not show up on those days? What what did that frustration look like for you? Right. So they would show up and then they would leave early and he would not be on the job site. He would leave his a couple of his workers or one worker on the job site and the one worker, I don't know how well-versed he was in the job he was doing. So therefore, we, we received the service of what he thought was the way you're supposed to do it, rather than, yes, this is a person that's been doing it for years and knows exactly how to do things. So during this time now, you're going back and forth with the insurance company. You're trying to communicate with the contractor. Uh, that's not going well. And you told me that in the process of this, it, it got so bad that you ended up getting rid of this contractor and you had to go to another one? Well, essentially, the, the contractor did, uh, quote, um, and, or complete his work. However, what we found was very uh, subpar work uh, after he was out of here. Um, like one example is there was only maybe a quarter of an inch of foam insulation around all my windows. And there was a drastic uh, decrease in the temperature when the wind would blow. And there were doors not fitting in jams properly. There was leakage coming in on top of my wood floor from the outside because of the door jam and the way that everything was set up. So there your house was trim. So your house was yeah. completed and you were moved back in and you found this stuff. Yes, yes. Wow. And so then I had to hire somebody that I knew was competent and I knew that would do a very good job in fixing these items. So then did you have to go back after the original contractor? Yes, so I had everything fixed the way I needed them to fi be fixed or or they were fixed properly. Uh, and then I took um, that total of everything that I was out of pocket, and I went to um, uh, it went it went. I had to go to court to uh, get my money back from the original contractor. And how much time did you invest in court and time? What did that all take? And um, it was essentially like a year and a half of of time to go through the whole process to to go through all the litigation, et cetera, and finally get a judgment. And was the insurance company helpful during that time, or were you still kind of debating with them about getting things covered? Uh, so uh, in parallel, I was um, going back and forth with the insurance company of the whole personal belongings, um, uh, providing me reimbursement for replacement costs for personal belongings. So that was going back and forth. Wow. So it, it like really, it kind of paints the story uh, for you. When we first met, it was a great meeting and we've got, we've known each other for well over a year now and we've had a lot of great conversations, but I can tell that you were just, when we're talking about retirement stuff, um, you were just really in a, um, mode of do not mess with me. And I, and I, we sensed that and we talked about it and I said, well, what is it that's, um, you know, guy aggravated, what are you concerned about? And you just said, I just don't want to be messed with anymore. I just want people to tell me the truth. I want them to do what they say they're going to do. 
And that's when I made the comment. And I don't think you laughed at first, but we kind of laughed later. And I said, I just don't want to be the next guy to hack you off. And, and you kind of looked at me like, no, you don't. <laughs> so uh, later that joke became funny. It was not funny then, but um, what could you, what could you tell someone that's listening to this? Obviously we we've went over a lot of things. You've had a tragic experience with that. What could you tell them to help someone on their insurance coverage and, and also hiring somebody to do some work for them? So for insurance coverage, Number one, make sure that you know what your insurance coverage is. Read the fine print. If you have to get your agent involved, talk to them. Go line by line by line and say, what is this? What is that? And make sure that you fully understand what your insurance coverage is. And make sure that they know that you understand what your insurance coverage is. And that is something that I did do with my uh, subsequent insurance agent that I worked with. Uh, that's that's uh, number one. Um, and as far as contractors are concerned, ensure that they are a legit contracting company. Get referrals. Get more than one referral. And ensure that there's a contract in place that this person will provide this service for this amount of money by this amount of time. And if they don't, then these are the repercussions or ramifications of, of that, um, of that happening. You know, as, and, you're, as you're saying that I'm thinking of something I, I might start doing going forward when someone's looking to do some work for me, uh, say, okay, can you please give me a name of someone you're currently working with right now? That's in the process of getting their home built or remodeled or whatever. Can you give me the name of someone who you completed three years ago? And so maybe go and yes. maybe call those people, talk to those people and say, did you have these experiences? Now, obviously, they'll only give you names that people are happy with them. We get it. But at least it lets them know that you're really checking, you're turning over every, turning every stone over to look underneath. And maybe they will address you and handle you a little bit differently. I would totally agree with that. And something else that came out of the whole tornado recovery rebuild process for the entire community. Yeah. I heard multiple times that multiple contractors were not paying their subcontractors and they did not have the lien waivers in place. And so therefore what was happening is that the subcontractors were suing the homeowners for the money that was owed them. Well, how, Sally, how does someone protect themselves from, from that in the upfront process, the getting started so process? What, Sure. So what I did, and I'm thankful that I did this, I was in charge of all of the paying of the bills. So all the bills came to me and I worked with the insurance company and the bank to make sure that they were paid. I also ensured that I received lien waivers from all the subcontractors and every single bill that I paid. And I kept a record of all those lien waivers so that there's no way that they could come back and um, come after me or sue me. Well, wow. so you end up really being an unpaid assistant to the contractor uh, to make sure these things didn't come back and haunt you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm thankful that I did. No kidding. Well, Sally, we are sorry for your loss of the home, but the good news is you have your home. It is done. You live in there and you're happy in your home and the story has a good ending. Um, but you've just got to make sure people just got to make sure that who they're dealing with on those professional services, know what they're doing, know what taking care of know how to take care of you as the consumer, as a client, and making sure that you're not having to be your own general contractor and your own advocate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you're in your house, you're happy and everything's good now? 
Yes, yes. And um, it's, yes, it's great. So I'm thankful that we're finally home. <laughs> awesome. Well, Sally, thank you for your time. Uh, have a wonderful uh, evening, and we'll be talking to you soon. In Between the Niches is sponsored by Integrated Investment Systems, Inc. Owned and operated by Ron Hoyle, Integrated Investments can be reached at phone number 309-361-7710 and on the web at www.iisinc.org, where we talk about faith, family, finances, and just real situations in life that people get into. 